As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Living in a simulation. Living in a simulation. Living in a simulation. We're living in a simulation. I said we're living in a situation. Still is a simulation. What a mind fuck the whole situation. But that's why it's a simulation. But it's not a simulation. Maybe it is a simulation. But definitely not a simulation. Man, we got ourselves a situation. Cause it is a simulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I just do that or did somebody else make me do that? Welcome back to Joking. Not Joking. I am the professor. Today we talk about one of my favorite things. The simulation theory. Is it real? Is it not real? Are we walking around? Are we in somebody else's imagination? Shut the fuck up! You're terrifying me! We bring on our great friend, Amir Suleiman, a prolific poet and Grammy-nominated recording artist. Are we living in a simulation? Or are we not? Who knows? Maybe by the end of this, we'll figure it out. Come get into it with us. This is The Simulation Theory. Joking, not joking. What up, everybody? It's Mo. What's up? This is your boy, Azaru Smart. From Luminary, this is Joking, Not Joking. I, I just, I just I, we're not living in a simulation, but we are living in a simulation. I was joking when I was doing the it song, feels but I'm like not joking are. when I was doing the simulation. We are, but we're not, right? Exactly. 
It's not what... It's a paradox. Can you play that clip about the simulation The simulation thing? Yeah, 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 I'm really curious. I mean, just for context, you know, this philosopher called Nick Bostrom in Europe wrote a paper called The Simulation Hypothesis. Elon Musk supposedly believes in it. Let's see. This is what he said. There's a one in billions chance that this is base reality. He says that humans are basically some advanced version of The Sims. Yes, that idea sounds pretty absurd, but we shouldn't just write it off. His argument goes like this. Called 40, 40 years ago, we had Pong, like two rectangles and a dot. Uh, this guy is saying that the whole world, he's giving an analogy to Pong. Is that what's happening here? He's using this as an analogy to build an argument that if you can show that we went from Pong to this crazy fully immersive How can someone VR so smart in be one such a fucking idiot? Well, he's saying if opinion. we could do that in one generation, yeah. then just imagine what oh. happens in 500 years, 5,000 years. Yeah, of you course. Can imagine the of, AI, it's a slippery slope sentient. of technology. It has nothing yes. to do with simulation of us being like... Well, let, let him finish the argument. You're yeah, I want to... 30 I wanna, seconds in. I mean, just let him finish. I'm waiting for him pieces. to remove his face and that little alien from Men in Black to just be in there in a chair like... What do you make of him naming his kid like a math equation? It's just ridiculous. The whole thing. He's an entire, like, test. I think he's, like, some kind of... Uh, alien life form. Not alien life form, but, like, a CIA project. I don't know what he is. Like, he feels like... Uh, like a Frankenstein. I just don't understand. Just I feel like he just came out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, he's worth $250 billion, $300 billion. I mean, when did he start Tesla? No, it's not out of nowhere, though. His background is known. He was a PayPal guy. Yeah. He made a big bag off PayPal. Right, right, right. Right, wasn't that it? eBay bought PayPal. He right. cashed out. Then he started Tesla, and he started... Uh, he started Tesla then. And then he has the other one, the rocket company. SpaceX. SpaceX. But how do you go from, like, selling PayPal to that kind of growth? That's insane. He must have gotten some enormous government contracts. He's, a, he's one of those dudes, man. His dad is like a big diamond multimillionaire, billionaire guy in South Africa. Is his dad already a billionaire then or a millionaire? I don't know how much he's worth, but he's worth a lot. And it's that diamond money, so it's like nobody really knows. Yeah. <laughs> the private wealth of individuals is not really known. Right. You know what I mean? Like, these, all the, we, we use these lists like, oh, the Forbes 500 richest people. Like, how does Forbes know, bro? Yeah, for a, how does Forbes They know? don't. They tell you their methodology, and it's like it's based on publicly available data. But ultimately, it's always like you read the fine print and it's like, these are estimates. We have no idea. Also, the private wealth of like sovereign wealth funds, you know, the Sultan of Brunei. Yeah. And these kind of cats like, bro, nobody knows how much they actually. The prevailing theory is that Putin also is arguably the richest man in the world. Mm. Could be. Nobody actually knows how much he owns. And how will they ever know? It's very frustrating. I'm not shitting on anybody. I'm just saying... I believe in God, and I believe... What does that mean? Yeah, exactly, and what does that mean, right? It's like it's your incomprehension of God is your comprehension of God. Mm. SubhanAllah. It's not a person in the sky. It's nobody with a fucking Nintendo remote controlling you. It's, it's not a man, period. It's not, it's not a, a man. Human it's being. not a human being. It's not any of that. Yeah. It's exactly, I'm short-circuiting right now. Your yeah. brain should short-circuit when you're trying to <laughs> explain what God is. That's mm. what I believe in. Mm. It's completely infinite. Mm. People are like, oh my God, there's just found 10,000 other galaxies. Yes, that's what infinite means. Just like a it's infinite, bro. It's like, so I, I have a really hard time when someone just like completely brings it down to such a 
like mechanical. So much of modern atheism is like projecting that God is a man. Right. And then like, why would God do blah, blah, blah. It's like you presuming that you as a human have any notion of a God, a divine point of view. Right. On what basis are you privileging your human understanding of reality? Like this is what ultimate truth is. Stupid. Stop it's, it. a, it's a silly starting point. It's so silly. Yeah. Um, especially when you have this kind of framing. Yeah. I mean, there's something comical. I heard, I read this somewhere. It's like something comical just inherently about, you know, an atheist human being, right? Mm-hmm. It's just one creature out of the gazillions of animals and creatures on the planet and in the universe standing on its hind legs in one corner of the universe shouting, there is no God. Like, (laughs) 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 what are you talking about, bro? Just stop. You'll be a lot happier once you submit. Musk wants to go to Mars and believes that we are living in a simulation and we are but we are not but we are but we are not at the same time we are while we are not Yet we are. Wild, wild, Time for someone to suddenly show up. Please welcome Amir Sloimani. When I were talking about the simulation theory, mm-hmm. I know you and I have talked about this. Do you believe we are living in a simulation? 1,000%. Okay, you got to explain what you mean by that. And related question. We're, we're living in a simulation, but we're not living in a simulation. But we are, but we're not, but we are. Okay, I Please used to explain. give a whole class about this, actually, for years. What? Yeah. It's a poetry workshop that I did that's actually based around this, before this was published as a theory. Okay. Mm. Which I won't go all the way into now, just because it's it meander too much for it. Does bother you when people like hosts just go, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're dropping jewels. Yeah, that's like, right. That's right. All you drop is jewels. That's a hundred percent. And I did it naturally. I was like, mm. I was like, no, don't be one of them motherfucking hosts. Don't be one of these guys. It's just. It's so good. It's good for my ego. It's you know really what I'm saying? Good, yeah. It's like a round of applause and like a conversation. No, it is. My bad. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. So, okay. Number one, the revelation tells us we're in a simulation. So that this life is generally explained as the false life as like a dream state and then we wake up right but that's kind of from a religious spiritual angle but generally understand that we have an inside world and an outside world it's like my internal self and my external self so if we would say you know what's real i say this glass here is real 
So say a person would say, I said it's not real, and everyone said that's real. Like, how do I know that's real? And there's different reasons or ways that people would describe why it's real. They would say, one, uh, because I can see it. That's usually the first response. After that, I say, well, can your eyes be deceived? Can you see things that aren't there? And then we list times when the eyes can be deceived. There's a whole, our industry is based on deception. You know, Black Adam is not actually happening. The Rock doesn't actually know how to fly. So, you know, we have whole industry Unless you have something to tell us more about. Yeah, you just watch your mouth how you talk about the rock for that man can fly. <laughs> he really does fly. This. Okay. He really does fly. My, my bad, my bad. He has rock. tapped into all chronic possibilities. <laughs> my bad. And he is one with this world. I, I, and he I, can I, shoot electric bolts out of his hands. I, I believe that it could be true. I almost hey, got up rock. and left when you start talking shit about the rock. Hey, rock, I just want you to know that I, I didn't mean to say what I said. And, you know, I just was trying to make an example, but you know, I want you to know that I believe that you can fly. Okay, so, so, so. the rock is happy and finds that sufficient. Okay, good, good, good to know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Or I'll say, okay, yeah, my eyes can be fooled, but, you know, I will cooperate with other people in the room. I'll say, yo, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Like, you see this glass? And, you know, like that. And we talk through some other possibilities. But the way sight works, even if I'm relying on my sight or even if I'm relying on your sight, is sight is an internal experience. It's not that you're seeing what's outside. The actual experience of seeing is happening in your brain. So even if we take this as a real world, the light is bouncing off the sting, striking my eye, turning upside down, blah, 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 goes to the sight center of the brain. And that's where I'm actually seeing the glass, which is really interesting because the part of the brain where I'm actually seeing all of this is in a place that's pitch black, that's never seen light before ever. The where I see the sun and the moon and the horizon and the ocean and all that is in a place that's pitch black that will never, ever ever see the light of day ever unless something horrible happens and my head is split open by some way so where i'm actually seeing this glass is in my brain okay i'm gonna come back to that in a second so hearing for example right now like people are listening to this podcast and maybe they're listening to it in their earbuds they know amir has not crawled into that little earbud and talking to them they know that my voice was recorded here so, so people know that that's not actually my voice that's a digital representation made to sound like my voice. Yes. And the higher quality the audio equipment, the more they can preserve the detail of my voice's recording. You know Which is saying? ultimately just sound. Right, it's sound. But my quote-unquote voice, they're experiencing an illusion of my voice. Yeah. It's not my actual voice. Yes. It's the illusion of my voice. Right. And we can do that for touch, for taste. So, you know, when I touch this glass and I feel it, I don't actually feel the glass. The experience of feeling is not happening in my hand. The feeling is happening in my brain. Again, a part of my brain that's never touched. So then there's a, the electrical impulses that I from finger to my spinal cord and up to my brain and so on. So there's an illusion of touch that is reproduced in my brain. Just like this vision of the glass is reproduced as a, a representation of this glass in my brain. Because obviously this glass doesn't actually appear in my brain, but that's where I see it. So all of what we call in the material world is based on sensory perception. 
And matter is not only not real, but if you can see it, smell it, taste it, feel it, touch it, so on, that is proof that it's an illusion. That's proof of its illusion in nature right, right. because you're only experiencing the illusion of it. So anything that I see is an illusion. Anything I hear, so I'm not actually hearing your voice. That's right. The sound of your voice strikes my eardrum, then it's quote unquote digitized, travels to the hearing center of my brain, and then is re-expanded to have the experience of quote unquote hearing. But it's not your actual voice that touches the sound center because again, it's a soundproof place. The light is not actually striking that part of my brain. So all of sensory perception is based off illusion. It's an illusionary experience. It's as illusionary as whatever appears on that iPad. When it appears on an iPad, you can point and say, oh, that's a man, that's a lion, that's grass, that's... But you understand it's all on this surface. It's all an illusion. There is no depth. There is no time, right? right? So the experience of engaging matter is a matter of engaging illusion that is happening internally in the brain. Now, then you will have to say, well, what is the proof of the existence of the brain? The proof that we would use for the existence of the brain is the same. You would use sensory perception because all modern science is based (laughs) on sensory perception. So even the brain, you would say, oh, I can see it or I can taste it or I can touch it. You would have to use sensory perception. Was that you would taste it, but yes, yes, it's possible. But that in itself, you know, I'm I'm sapiosexual. And so I would really appreciate it if you did not discriminate against my desire to lick a (laughs) Lick a beautiful brain. I would appreciate That's a hell of a fetish. <laughs> He's got a brain fetish. Is that a real thing? Uh, well, sapiosexual is just being attracted to someone's intelligence. But, you yeah, know, if yeah. you take it one step further and brain That's licking. That's what I was wondering, yeah. Yeah, brain is licking. Is a real thing? <laughs> so the nature of all of the external world is the internal world. There mm. is no mm. evidence. There is no proof for an external world. Because the only proof that we have for external world is sensory perception. And sensory perception by its nature, is an illusory process that's appearing in the brain. But like I said, what goes deeper than that, it can't be the brain itself because the brain itself is matter and can only be experienced through sensory perception. So who is seeing and where are you seeing? Mm. So this cup, in one way, we could say you're seeing it in the sight center of your brain. But even the sight center of your brain is just a consequence. The only reason you know about it is through sensory perception. So where is seeing happening for Azhar? How is Azhar actually seeing and where is the actual faculty of seeing happening uh now we have to have a conversation about something that is existing that is beyond matter there is an azhar that is not matter but is alive and having an experience right so then for example we're talking about language when you're hungry you can feel the desire for hunger in your stomach right when you have a desire for sex you can you can feel it in your genitals like you have a desire for sex you know but when you have inspiration, right, to write a joke or buy a story or something, you're having experience. Sometimes it can even wake you up out of your sleep. Yes. Where does that happen? Does it happen in your toes? Does it happen in your elbow? It's a sensation, but where are you feeling it? Ah, I think inspiration itself is the proof of the soul because you're having a palpable feeling and experience, but you can't, mm. there is no physical material locale in which the feeling is happening, but it's happening. We know it's happening. So where are we feeling it? In the soul. So by the nature, the whole affair of matter in and of itself is an illusory proposition. And our engagement with matter is that of a simulation. So, so I is think, there a guy with a Sega Genesis remote right now controlling the whole situation, yes or no? Well, no, not Sega Genesis, probably Xbox. 
No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But Nintendo 64, bro, that's just such a. But that, uh, but the idea. point is, is that the controller, obviously, all of this stuff is what the ancients have already been saying for yes. thousands of years. Yes. That this is an illusory experience, some sort of testing ground, some sort of quote unquote game, some sort of place where you can do well or do poorly, perform well or perform poorly, and there's some consequence to the true self depending on how you interface with this illusory world. So firstly, I believe the creator of all of it is Allah, that God created this world and this world came into existence and it will pass out of existence. It's not infinite, nor is it meant to be infinite. And the big marker as far as this material manifestation is the day of judgment that is going to have an end. And then it's going to be an accounting for, for what happened here. But there is only the internal world. And if there is an external world, there is no proof of it. It is just a purely a belief that people have that is baseless and there's no, there's no scientific proof for the outside world. There's no scientific proof for matter's actual existence, except as an illusion, except like the word illusion. Like the word illusion is real, but it means fake. You know, you open a dictionary, you see it, oh, it's like, oh illusion is a real world, but it means something that's unreal. That's like this world. It is real to the point that it means this is not actual and you're experiencing all of this as an illusion. Yo, bro, that's amazing. Thank you very much, Amir. Alhamdulillah, it's my pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Zoa. It's delicious. It's fantastic. Why? Because The Rock said so. And I'm drinking it. And it's really, really fantastic. Ooh, give it to me, baby. That's Zoa. Hold on, hold on. Is, is The Rock paying for this, bro? Why what? are we doing a Zoa ad? Uh, I don't know. It's just delicious. You should do a friend, uh, like a, ho- a favor for a homie? What's, what, what it's no favors. I'm just saying it's delicious. That's all can, I'm saying. Can we get like salt audio or like luminary on the phone? Like, why are we doing a free ad for Zoa? This is so weird. I've never even tasted it, bro. I don't back this product. Well, I, I love the man, he, and he's and it's really delicious. You've actually drank it, like for real? I for real drink it. Is it good? It's delicious. All right, then let's go ahead. Also, I would suggest orange. Mm-mm-mm. Refreshing and fantastic. Add a little bit of yellow. That's ice for you morons. And it's fantastic. Just pour it right in and drink it. A little bit of the rock sweat in every bottle. Oh, fantastic. Just enough sodium. I feel like every time Amir speaks, I have an out-of-body experience. I'm not really understanding everything, but I feel like I understand everything. I want to understand everything. I love him. But even his poetry, it's phenomenal. It transcends time, and everything else that is just coming out of his mind is so... Just look at me. I'm stuttering. I can't even think about what he's saying. So I just got to give it up. I was like, I mean, yeah, like, he's it an makes extraordinary sense. human being. I mean, you want to just elaborate if there's something that we're missing here? I, I mean, mean, all I could say is I would listen to the episode again immediately because it's very nuanced i think the point he's he's making it's quite brilliant but it can be hard to get your mind around because it's a trippy notion you know it reminds me of this idea in philosophy they called the um problem of universals which is like you eat ketchup i eat ketchup you taste ketchup i taste ketchup but there's no way for me to ever know that exactly what you're tasting is what i'm is how it tastes to me it's impossible to know it's like colors 
It's exactly like colors. It's yeah. like sound. It's yellow. No, it looks a little reddish to me. What are you talking about? It's clearly yellow. Well, yes. to you, it's yellow. To me, it's I can never. Well, no, that's even a, another yeah. layer of it. Yeah. I'm talking about you could see the sun and you say it's yellow. I see the sun. I also say it's yellow. But the actual color that you're mm -hmm. perceiving, mm -hmm. I don't. I can never confirm mm -hmm. that you see exactly what I see. Yeah, it sure. could be that you see what I call red. But we would never know that because you always call it yellow. I always call it yellow. You see what I'm saying? It's a I'm weird actually problem. more confused now than ever, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. I think I think we just you have to listen to it over and over again. It's, yeah, it's really Amir profound. is one of a kind. Yeah, one of a kind. Well, wasn't that fun? Did you learn anything? Mm, I didn't because I know everything. You're probably confused, wondering what the hell were they talking about. That's because your brain is so small. You should listen to this one more time, two, three, four more times. As long as it takes your little mind to grasp exactly what the mere man was talking about. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Joking and Joking. I'll meet you on the next one. But until then, this is your professor signing off. Stay real, numbskulls. Joking Not Joking is a Luminary Original. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Executive produced by Noah Gersh, Jamie Shuffman, Nick Panama, and Kenzie Wilbur. Head of Creative, Jordan Galvin. Head of Production, Liz LeMay. Head of Post-Production, Robert Adler. Produced by Imran Ali Malik and Aaron Kennedy. Supervising producers, Ali Strobel, and Alice Bierne. Post-production supervisor, Ali Honore. Edited by Jeffrey Muchnick and Aaron Kennedy. Sound design and music by Matthew Cellelli. Mixed by Aaron Kennedy. Recorded by Aaron Kennedy, Zach Jurich, and Mario Borgata. Guest booking by Drive Entertainment and Hager Eldos. Additional music, courtesy of Extreme Music. <laughs>